Welcome to Practically Christian Podcast, a ministry of Sin Church. This is a podcast dedicated to taking all that information you got all up in your brain and giving you real practical application. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Practically Christian Podcast. Really? Again? (laughs) I'm telling you, it's something about the beginning. Welcome to Practically Christian Podcast and... For more information, head over to Scent.Church, or you can find us on Facebook, not at Practically Christian Podcast, because that would make way too much sense. Way too much sense. But you can find us at Scent Church and Scent Church Volusia. So how's it going? It's going. I mean, it's going to be a boring one. We only have me and Debbie here today. Sorry, guys. Our special guest is in bed sleeping. We think. Because it was a real special guest, we don't know where he's at. Or her. I was talking about the one from last week. Yeah, but that I was talking about like a special guest for this week. We don't have a special We don't have a special guest for this week. Or do we? We don't. I may have a surprise and just waiting to jump on this microphone. Okay, this room is pretty small and there's nobody around. Or is there? Anyway, did you know and this may sound out of the blue, did you know that there are only 216 more days till Christmas? No, but that's exciting because that is not very long. At all. Nope. And if you count our Christmas in July. That's even closer. Guess what? In July. In July. We only have like 40 something more days till that. That's exciting. But more importantly, there's a reason I bring that up. And and that is like think throughout your whole life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now we've done a podcast on rest. Yes. We've done a podcast on work. Yes. And I wanted to do one on that. They're, They're like cousin waiting. Mm, I hate waiting. But think about your whole life. Isn't that what Ugh. we do? Like, we wait. I know, and I hate waiting. Everybody hates waiting. I don't know. There's like something that, it does something yucky inside my heart. It does something yucky in everyone's heart, and that's why, like, we have all these road rage incidents, and, you know, like, seriously, we went to a buffet the other night, and Debbie wasn't at the table with me, but... This lady tried to cut me in line at the buffet. <laughs> and like, like I just felt something unholy just like welling up in me. Well, she was messing with your food, of course. And I was like, that's another person I have to wait behind. That's what I'm saying. But if you really think back like at your life, like you spend the majority of your life waiting. Yeah, that's true. Like you can't wait to start school. Then you can't wait to finish school. Right. Then you can't wait to get a real job. Then you can't wait to be able to retire. Then, like, And I know I jumped a lot of years and all that, but that's how we spend our life. We spend our life waiting for the next big thing. You mean living in anticipation? Not even living in anticipation, but just like when I get to. Like not anticipate. Like when, when you said living in anticipation, I was thinking like, you know, like you're excited, but like. I I get what you mean. And, and when I yeah, think I about that, I think about um, pregnancy. And like when I was pregnant with the girls, it just seemed like it took forever. Well, it did take a while. 37 like, weeks <laughs> and three days. That's a long time. That's a long time. But when I, yeah. And, and what I mean is like most people spend their lives going, when I get to this point, when I finish high school, everything's gonna be good. Then I can start college. When I finish college, then I can start my well. Even think career. about even think about the kids. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I can't wait till I'm old enough and then I don't have a bedtime. And then, like, no matter how many times you try to explain to them, well, when you get older, you wish you had a bedtime. Right, like me and you going, oh, I just want to be able to go to sleep. Right, like, but there's always something else to do. There's always, and, and we covered that during rest. Um, but, like, we're always waiting for that next big thing. And seriously, it brought me to two different passages while I was, like, studying through this. And they're both actually really familiar passages. Okay. Um, Is it Isaiah? Isaiah 40. Yes. You know, those who wait upon the Lord. Yes. And then Psalm 42. You know, know, Psalm 42 is just like, you know, and, and again, it's a familiar passage for most people. But as a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. Mm -hmm. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? And then you keep reading through it, and that's where you get that one line, Why are you so downcast, O my soul? Oh, I love that. I do. And the whole psalm, though, is about Waiting. waiting. Waiting on the Lord. And waiting is sometimes the hardest thing to do. And what, you know, in in what we see the most, like, as far as practically Christian people go is, well, I've prayed about this for, you know, two weeks and my magic wish didn't come true. So that must mean God's not listening. God doesn't love me. God doesn't care. Right. I felt like that before. I know I've battled felt like that two weeks ago. (laughs) And, and it's easy to look at it that way because we're sitting here going, like, if... Take dinner, for instance. Right. For those of you that don't know, Debbie is a phenomenal wife and for the most part, like, gets my food ready. Like, yes. for dinner. Um, and not because, like, I want her. Like, it, it, it wasn't mandated in our vows. I was like, going to say, it wasn't something that we had pre-orchestrated. I just, and I just know, like, some, you have heard people tell you before, you need to stop waiting on him. Yes. And so, mm-hmm. like, I, I want everyone, let's get this clear up front. I never sat down with Debbie and went, um, I expect you to take my food. Right. Or get my food. But anyway. Well, you don't expect me to take your food either. That is true. (laughs) And I would be pretty mad if you did. Yes, you would. And I don't even know where I was going with that. Like, I got so off on that rabbit trail. Well, that's bothered you for a long time because people always say something about it. But, like, as far as waiting goes, like, it's not like I'm sitting here going... Oh, Debbie, oh, get my food. Oh, you know, I'm so hungry. I'm going to starve. I mean, really, I'm not going to starve. I just ate a couple of hours ago. Right. Usually. Sometimes I've forgotten to eat. And then it's, okay, Debbie, I really need you to hurry up with this. But that, that happens far and few between. Today. Today was one of those days for And it wasn't I forgot. We were just too busy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and I, I think I kind of remembered where I was going with that. But... What the psalmist is saying is, I'm going through a bad time, and God, where are you? You 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 don't seem like you're doing anything for me. Mm-hmm. And really, if you've been a Christian longer than 15 minutes, mm-hmm. you've hit that before. I know right. we're not the only people that have struggled with that. Surely not. Where we sit here and go, you know, God, where are you? Why are you not helping? Why can you, like... I like, don't understand what is taking so long. Why? I mean, seriously, listen to a Christian radio station... And how many of these songs are, you know, I will trust in you and you are my strength. And like, these are easy words to say, but when you're waiting for that miracle, when you're waiting for God to come through. It's not that easy. 
And, and a lot of times you sit there and go, I guess God doesn't care about me. Right. You know, or I guess this whole God thing's not real because you're not fulfilling my every desire and wish. Right. And you know what? I'm not even saying that like I'm, you know, talking to superficial prayer people. Like no. I'm saying like these are people that are sitting here going, God, if if I don't get money coming in soon, they're going to shut my power off. I'm not going to be able to eat. Right. You know, or hey, I can't get my car fixed, which means I can't get to work. And if I can't get to work, I can't get money to get my car fixed. Like, And then they're going to shut my power off and I won't be able to eat. Right. Like these are not, I'm not talking about, oh, well, God didn't stop the rain today and I wanted to go to the beach. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like. No, real, real life. Yeah. Right, right. You know, and you're sitting here going, God, where are you? And and I think that's kind of twofold. I think one, the the first area I want to touch on is why isn't the church filling that need? Right. Why isn't the church stepping up going, hey, we have someone struggling. Let's all come together and help them. And I think there's a couple of reasons. One, I think. Oh, I know there's a couple of reasons. I think pride is a big thing. Yes. You know, and it's hard for people to go. I need help. Right. So in, in, you know, our car broke down twice this week. Two different cars. No, no, no. <laughs> no, our car broke down like three times. Two Between two cars. And, you know, and, and it stinks in a way because it kind of like one of them is a problem with the computer in the car. And the only way you can know what's going on is if the check engine light's on. So it broke down and it was broke down like we had to drive an hour and 45 minutes to get home because it wouldn't go any faster than like 20 miles an hour. But then the next day... I went to start it up and, and, you know, so I could work on it and everything was fine. So the problem there is I can't fix it because unless I know what the problem is, I don't even know what to begin to work on. I mean, there's thousands of parts that make a car go. And I, and I know where you I think I know where you're going with this, but I think part of the problem of people not asking for help is because like you've talked about before, there's like this Christian, um, lack of transparency in the church with the. Everything's going well. I'm blessed and highly favored. Everything's good. And nobody really knows their neighbor in church. I mean, really and truly, they don't even know their neighbor in their neighborhood. Right. But it stems from a pride issue. Right. You know, and, and if, but again, if I don't know as a pastor that there's something wrong, that there's something going on, I can't even begin to fix it. Like, I can't even begin to help fix it. On the and, other side of pride, I think, well, I'm, I'll stop there. You keep going. I'm sorry. So. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I was going to say. So what winds up happening, though, is now you have this need. And seriously, there may be someone within your church family mm-hmm. that could that could fill that need. Right. Like, you, you don't know. Like, seriously, I tell people all the time, hey, share on Facebook, share on Facebook, share on Facebook. And seriously, share on Facebook, like, but you don't know who's on your Facebook page right now who's looking to hear a message, who's looking to hear something. and Who needs to be encouraged or... And I know, like, most people out there right now are going, what does this have to do with waiting? It has everything to do with waiting. Because sometimes the tool that God is going to use is you, and you don't even know it. Right. You know, someone right now is praying, God, help me. And God's sitting here going, I'm trying to. And and I don't even want to word it like that because that makes it sound like God's not powerful enough yeah. to do it. And that's not anywhere near the case. But God's working on someone else's heart to move 
to do something in your life to answer that prayer. Right. Like too many times we get it like it's going to be this supernatural a car is just going to materialize in my driveway. Or a leaf's going to fall and blow three and I'm not strikes saying that, to the wind. I'm not saying that God couldn't do that, but God chooses to work through his church. That was the whole point of God establishing a church, was so that his purposes could be carried out through his church. Does that make sense? It does, absolutely. And so we have to look at it like that and go, we are the hands and the feet. Like, that's more than just a catchy saying. Well, and I think people are waiting on God to use them also. And God, why don't you put me in a position to, to do something, to show to show something? And, and he's going, I did. I put somebody that's needy in front of you. And right. no, you're not going to get praise or glory for it and no one's going to know about it. But that's God. It's a way of using you sometimes. Absolutely. And and again, like when it comes to waiting, you know, the other thing, the other side of that to get off of the, the church for a while, the other side of that is like when you go to James 1, James starts with, oh, to all the brothers in dysphoria, so all the brothers who have been displaced, greetings. And the very next verse is, Counted all a joy, my brothers, as you face trials of various kinds. Mm. Like, he he goes, hey, man, what's up? I know your life stinks right now, but count it a joy. Right. Now, I don't know about you, mm. but I'm sitting here going, James, like, you don't know what it's like to go through my life. Right. How how could you sit here and go count this as a joy? And then I have to think back, okay, well, well, who's James writing to? He's writing to Christians who are being, like, literally beheaded. And persecuted in ways that we couldn't even imagine. Right. I mean, we think persecution is, someone said, I don't like you because you're a Christian. Persecution is you're getting your head chopped off or your tongue ripped out of your mouth because you said you believe in Jesus. Right. And and he goes on to say that, you know, for the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let that steadfastness ha- have its full effect that you may be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. And it, and seriously, uh, uh, another way to look at this, and, and I know we use the gym a lot as an example, but if you don't go work out, guess what you ain't going to get? You're going to be waiting for that hot body. <laughs> right. And I am living proof that by not going to the gym... You don't get a six pack. Like, that's not how it works. You get a six pack because you put in the time. You have to wait. Like, and it wasn't saying it doesn't happen overnight. You have to wait. Right. And, and seriously, like going back to Psalm 42, you know, Dave, the psalmist is (laughs) sitting here going, I don't get it. Like, why are you so depressed right now? My soul? Why, why can't you understand that God is God? And that's where a lot of practically Christians find themselves. Mm-hmm. That's where we find ourselves. You know, we, we sit here and we go, God, you spoke everything into creation. You did it creation ex nihilio out of nothing. Right. And you mean to tell me <laughs> that you can't have an employer call me back? I mean, remember when I was trying to leave uh, law enforcement, I filled out a hundred and like ninety. Yeah. Applications. Yes. Yes, you did. And like wasn't even getting a call back. And qualified for every job you applied for. Right. In most cases, overqualified. overqualified. Right. 
and wasn't even getting a call back. I mean, I got, yeah, to a point where I was sitting here going. Are you serious, God? Right. Like, you, are you mad at me? You like, what's going on? See, and that's that's the other thing that we turn it into very easily. Are you mad at me? I turned Did it I do that, something yeah. wrong? And if we if we break it down to that, then I think we miss the entire point of the gospel. Like, either Jesus paid it all. Or he didn't. Right. And I think, like, for me, waiting, um, it really opens up my eyes to my dependency on on Jesus. I know for the last couple of weeks I've noticed that. Um, I've calmed down a little bit, a scotch, just a tad bit. And uh, during our trials, I've kind of stopped and been like, hmm, okay, I just got to hang tight because there's nothing I'm going to do that's going to push God's hand. I have to wait. Right, and, and that's that's where we find ourselves sometimes. And it's easy to go, well, God's not listening, so I'm going to go do it. In fact, look, <laughs> see, and even in just talking, I mean, isn't that the example we get with Abraham and Hagar? Yes. Like, God has promised him a child with Sarah, and... He couldn't wait. He goes, this isn't happening, so I'm going to take matters into my own hands. And I'm going to do it. Right. And look at what happens then. Then, then he We're has, still paying for it. He has Ishmael who goes on to like become like one of the, the founders of Islam. Right. And Because he couldn't wait. Right. And sometimes, I mean, how many times have we put ourselves into a predicament because we couldn't wait? A lot. You know, our first house. Like, that was a terrible... Decision. But it was, we're tired of living in an apartment, we want a house. Yep. And even though, yeah, we could afford it and... On paper, it was it looked like the best idea, but then it wasn't. <laughs> it just wasn't, and it wound up being like one of the worst things, worst decisions we ever could have made in our marriage. So, and we've made some really bad decisions, but we made them together. We did, honey. We did. So, waiting, unfortunately, is a fact of life, and it's something that we're gonna have to do. Mm-hmm. So why not wait well? Why not wait and know, hey, I may be going through something I don't really care for right now. Right. But I'm going to be able to come out at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know what that looks like in your life. I know that seriously has been some of the hardest things I've had to do mm-hmm. as a Christian. To know, okay, God's got this. And, and I don't know what this is going to look like six weeks from now. But I know how it looks right now and it, I don't like it. Right. So I challenge you until next week, wait well, be patient, sit down and look at the things in front of you. Look at the things God's given you right now and go, you know what? Yeah, it can be better. And one day it will definitely be better if you're found in Christ. Right. But until it is better. Wait well. And I'm going to do it with Thanksgiving in my heart. I'm going to do it being thankful that, hey, I got to wake up this morning. Right. So until next week, I hope you have a great night. If you have any ideas that you need discussed on here, hey, hit me up. Let me know. You can email me, text me. If you have my number, I'm not giving it out on the podcast because all seven of you that are listening right now should have my number. Thanks, Mom. But have a wonderful week, and we love you. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to Practically Christian Podcast. Please rate, comment, and share because we cannot do this without all of your love and support. For more information, go to scent.church. Until next week, keep running the race set before you, and we love you.